It's the action, point no relaxing Straight from off the rails with your host, Mr. Patrick Show we attack, then defend and react Calculate the damage, then resolve in a snap Facts with this searing ember blade, leave no witnesses I just closed the combat chain and we winning this Listen, this the blaze, we ain't going scar for scar And I'm feeling like a hero, we ain't going call for call It's the action, point no Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Action Point. This is episode three. I'm your host, Patrick Shaw, and today I am joined by my best fab friends in the community. They're joining me to talk <laughs> about some of their favorite cards to come out of <laughs> Outsiders. Uh, it's the Off the Rails Five Pack Challenge. Why did I name it that? Why not? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to let them all introduce themselves. I introduced Easton Douglas uh, in the last episode, and uh, I put his put his ELO score up there, thinking it was like, wow, look, he's he's elite, and uh, he he didn't like that. I mean, he he was fine with it, but I don't want to disappoint people by putting the wrong things in here, so I'm just gonna let you guys handle well, it yourselves. Better than all of you. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's go around and meet everybody here let's start with elaine elaine how you doing hi i'm good um my name is elaine hammontree you might know me on twitter as e hammontree uh you might just know me around the community as the uh pickle pickle girl pickle obsessed girl but uh i mainly like to be known as one half of the pitch perfect podcast with melody likes um i'm really excited to be here with all of you guys today and uh, I'm thrilled that you are here. I always love doing stuff with you. You, 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 you bring an atmosphere of professionalism to it, and I, uh, I really appreciate that. All right, uh, next we'll do uh, Clark. Hey Pat, I am Clark Jansen. Um, I am a Michigan-based Fab player. You can catch me around Michigan at various events if you live in Michigan. Otherwise, I will be at um, Pro Tour Baltimore. I'm a exclusive and stubborn showstopper player. I don't really know how to play anything else. Uh, and I've just got so much time soaked into this into the OG that it's too late to, to try anything else, I feel like, at this point. But uh, yeah, so Outsiders doesn't two, have Guardian cards, obviously. Two Pro Quests, right? Two Pro Quest wins, yes. Uh, one this season, one last. So yeah, I'll be, I'll be going to Baltimore. Um, so yeah, that's me. All right, Ashley. Hey, what's up? Um, I am a uh, I'm I'm Ashley. Um, Yev Arafel on Twitter. That's the Y to the E to the V to the A to the R to the A to the P to the H to the E to the L on Twitter. Let's throw my smoking a blunt. You may know me. Awful take central. Um, my uh some of my great accomplishments as a player are a uh, second place at my local skirmish. I totally didn't snipe it. Let's go. Um, mm -hmm. and uh three three at every event I've ever played in. That's three three at calling Indianapolis. Three three at some random pro quest in texas i am so good at going three and three uh what's up <laughs> beating yours truly to get to the to the finals in that skirmish where you got that play mat what's up what's up <laughs> i hadn't played for a few months <laughs> uh last but not least tony hey what's up my name's anthony uh you might know me as del taco on twitter or discord or life uh i uh only won one pro quest this year not two so i'm i'm right behind you but uh i'm a pretty diehard ninja player um mm -hmm. i kind of only know how to play fi and katsu and i also once got second place at a skirmish playing benji which was awesome because everybody brought kano because they were trying hard and benji otks kano and turn zero every time so there we go 
That's fair. That's fair. All right. That is the panel uh, to kind of outline what we're going to be doing here uh, very shortly is that everyone's picked five cards. Uh, they've they've whatever criteria they have chosen. It is it is their own. Uh, and instead of doing a eight hour set review, we'll be doing, uh, you know, a little snapshot this way. And hopefully it still doesn't take four hours. We, we got we got lives here. So. Uh, before we get started on that, the Outsider spoilers are done, and it's everything but the Fable, which is uh, ass- most assuredly an assassin specialization that when you pitch it will create silvers. Uh, it's the hill I will die on. All right, uh, let's go around and talk just initial feelings about Outsiders after this weekend and the spoilers, uh, and I'll I'll go in the same order, so starting with Elaine. Um. I'm really excited about Outsider. Like I said that on my fab wish list this year was just like a set that was really fun to draft. And I think that Outsiders is going to bring that experience, especially with the the dual classes, something we haven't seen before. I feel like there's a lot of new kind of interactions that we haven't had a whole lot of experience with in fab. So I'm just excited to see how it shakes things up. And like everything with this set has kind of been over the top, in my opinion, like just from the art and the cards we've seen. So I'm excited to see it all come to life at pre-release. Here, here. I, Good. I agree. I, I think it's a cool looking set, um, especially coming off the last one that was uh, Illusionist and Wizard. Um, ninja, Ranger, and Assassin. I mean, I know Assassin is new, but Ranger and Ninja both have like loyal followings. Um, and I feel like a lot of people are going to be going back to heroes they used to love um, because some of those classes got a lot of support this time around. And I just think that's that's good for the game. I think it's uh, I think it's it's a good looking set. So I know I I'm a Guardian player and. There's a few cards that I, I might consider for, for Guardian, but overall I'm also just looking forward to playing a lot of diverse types of matchups. Are you, are you a limited player at all, Clark? Um, I mean, I, I have become one just from playing events around, but um, no, my, my start is definitely constructed, and um, that's definitely my better of, of the two formats. I hear that. I hear I'll that. be ask. I'll be asking for your help on on unlimited <laughs> strategies. <laughs> oh, this is the worst idea that you could could have. Trust me, <laughs> Ashley. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I I like I like dirty stuff. I like death metal. I'm a big fan of all of those aesthetics and all those vibes. I'm a big horror fan. So, um, you know, when I was first reading about the fab lore, the pits were very exciting to me. Now, the other thing that's exciting about the pits from a competitive perspective, um, are the heroes down here. Now we got six of them, and what they all have in common historically throughout the game's lifespan have been sucking complete and total dog water. So another set of full support really, um, you know, kind of teases uh, a potential, you know, fix to, uh, you know, the the whole sucking dog water thing, you know, some new stuff, some new angles from which to attack the metagame, uh, some new some new ways to play against each other too. really a lot of playing. I'm excited for the limited format, like six heroes. I mean. Mm. Now, granted, some of the worst limited formats have have been the whole three hero thing. They could be a bit narrow, uh, but you know, three heroes twice. I mean, that could be twice the evil, or it could just you know like it cancel itself out, fix the whole problem. I don't know. I like new, weird, wacky stuff we've never seen before, and that's really the most exciting thing about Outsiders. There's a lot of really new, weird stuff. Awesome, Tony. 
uh, initial impressions so far. Um, I'm really excited to dust off Katsu. Uh, it's been a while since I played him. Um, that's kind of like my OG ride or die. Uh, I think more so I'm really excited for the draft. Uh, having six heroes, I can kind of see where they're going. And some of it kind of makes sense, right? So if you have Katsu, everybody's just going to draft as many good reds as they can with just enough blues to make it work. And then you have all that chaff that just gets thrown in the in the pile, like the yellows and blues. You give those to Benji, and now you have a functioning deck that actually works. Um, I think that Azalea has needed help for a long time, unless you're Levi. Like, you're not doing well with Azalea. Um, and from what I have heard, I haven't tested it much, but from what I've heard, Azalea is pretty cracked right now. So we'll see how it goes. I'm kind of disappointed. I, I haven't played any Arachne, but from what I hear from people that are really trying to make that deck work it seems like arachne didn't get much which kind of sucks but we'll see how it works out uh usually the first impressions are wrong so we'll we'll see yeah i think arachne huntsman j- definitely got shafted uh in this didn't get much to really show for it and uh no I, contract not one not one not, single not a contract. single contract not even a little bit that, the only it's thing entirely built around this one gimmick not one <laughs> card uh i i think I think the the rumors might be true that uh, Dynasty's assassin class map was a showcase of a missed opportunity out of arc and that we likely won't see Arachne support moving forward in constructing that Azuri is likely where you'll uh, see see the most, you know, the ongoing support uh, going on. Yeah. Arachne Solitary Confinement is yeah. fire right now though. Um, oh, I so actually good. think it, out of all like the I'm not gonna tease too much but like the out of all the meta like heroes um it that could have come out like in this in this set I think Arachne Solitary Confinement might actually be one of the strongest just 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 off of a pure I think so too Straight I, I agree. I, I think. Uh, I think. Like, blitz haters aside, like I'm sorry. I'm one of five blitz defenders on Earth. I think I'm. I'm excited to play this. Arachne has the the damage output and the on hits. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's gonna be yeah. and and reaction speed things. Like uh, on my way to do four on hits in a 16 damage turn. Mm. Yeah. Um, I definitely think it's going to be especially draftable. I think I'd be targeting Arachne Solitary Confinement first just because it's going to be, I think that's going to be like your, your, your actual red line aggro deck uh, is going to be that Arachne build. And if you can get your, uh, you'll share stealth. And if you can get the spikes, I think you're in a, like a really solid spot. Well, the, the common red line stealth cards are all really good too. Mm-hmm. They have the, uh, they have the plague token on hits and there's like, um, prowl and you know, a lot of stuff that just, yeah. it works. It just works at like literally at common compared to some of the other cards, but you know, we'll get into those other cards. Good. All right. Uh, all right. So I love set reviews, but hate putting them together. So I thought we'd narrow the scope just a bit and pick our top five cards from outsiders for whatever criteria uh, you wanted. Uh, so everyone's brought a little something to the table. So we're going to get after it. Um, I'm I'll start with with uh, with mine and then we'll uh, we'll start circling around here. So my top fives were uh, my top five are cards that are visually unsettling to me. There is a lot of uh, really dark art and a few of them like I'm not usually a squeamish guy, but a few of these really just making me question uh, my whole life here looking at them. So I'm going to start things off uh, by 
choosing Spreading Plague. Spreading Plague is a majestic assassin attack reaction that costs one. Uh, create X Blood Rot Pox tokens under the defending hero's control where X is the number of defending cards. In this chain link, its applicability in constructed or limited is still a little up in the air. But man, that <laughs> there is there is a corpse. There is bubbles popping everywhere. It looks like blood on her hands. Like the heart yeah. is in the hands. But yeah. like if, if blood <laughs> on her hands just was dirty, like she got a staph infection and just let it go for a while. It, it's the more I look at it, just I, now it's just into my soul. So that is my first card is going to be spreading flames because ick. Uh, let's go. Uh, Elaine. Okay. My cards were just cards that made me go, uh, what? I like, and I had to read them twice because I was like, what the hell did I, what, what? Um, my first one was, uh, Gore Belching, which is a generic majestic. It, um, is a red, cause zero, comes in for seven. But the text on this card is, when this attacks, reveal the top card from the top, reveal the card on top of your deck until you reveal an attack action card. If you do banish it and this gets minus X attack where X is the attack value of the card banished this way. Otherwise, this gets minus seven attack shuffle. I'm still I'm, confused. I'm still confused. I'm having a hard time. Like, I need to see this played out. I'm, this was also, um, Man Sant revealed this card. And, like, mm -hmm. he was, like, we revealed yeah. it live on stream. And he was talking about how this could be beneficial for uh, Leviah, of course. And I was just kind of like. I don't know, man. I'm not a Leviah player. Clark, you're next. All right. Yep. The title of my five cards is uh, Five Outsiders Cards That Have Me Pondering Changes to My Bravo Deck. See what I did there? Yeah. Very clever. So I don't think that there are five cards necessarily that fit great from this set into a Guardian deck, but there are definitely cards that have me thinking five possible different changes. Mm -hmm. So... The first card is Peace of Mind, which was spoiled by Team Covenant. And on that stream, I think Zach was talking about considering Peace of Mind, the red version, for his his Bravo build. Um, and I really gave it some thought. I mean, Bravo can easily pay for it. Um, Ponder draws a card at the end of it. It's the only defensive card that can create a Ponder token. Um, so it's there. And then you end a turn and you have probably a two-thirds chance of drawing a blue, which is not great unless it's like Terra Sunder or Rousing Ancients, maybe. Um, but if you have the Blood Rot Pox token, drawing a blue helps you pay that instead of taking the damage. But ultimately, I'm not totally sold on it for Bravo um, constructed yet, just because um, cost two, it doesn't boost a Nothos to six. It leaves you with one floating, which Bravo specifically can't do anything with. Um, and Bravo uh, has access to Steadfast, which is a pay three, prevent six instead of pay two, prevent four. Um, and I'm just not convinced that the Ponder token is really going to be that helpful to Bravo. So um, at least right. at first at first glance, peace of mind is probably a, a neutral to a thumbs down for me. But right. I gave it a lot of thought. Tony. My, uh, my choices all, except for one, have to do with things that I think are going to be crazy in Ninja or crazy against Ninja, basically. Okay. Uh, so my first one actually was one we talked about before we started recording, I think, was Stab Wound. I think Stab Wound's crazy. It's a blue, it's, it's a blue block three, cost zero, turns on Kadachis, uh, but the upside is crazy. Like, I mean, you can play like a Ride the Tailwinds, 
you could go Karachi Karachi ride the tailwinds or to ride the tailwinds Karachi Karachi that way you kind of fake them out from the, the mask draw and then give stab wound go again and it just comes in for four for free I think it's on an all blue hand especially if you're getting fatigued by Bravo it's, it could just be nuts it's a break point I think it's it a really also strong gets card. Shoot good. yeah and it could shoot good mm-hmm. so it, good I think point. I think it could be really good yeah Ashley you're <laughs> yeah 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 um so uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, a lot of the classes uh, in this set were previously a bit lacking. Assassin, uh, Ranger, and I mean, Ninja wasn't lacking. Like, Fi is one of the best decks, but particularly Katsu is missing a lot. So I went with the five strongest individual buffs to these classes, basically. Just cards that alone uh basically you know raise the viability of the class um when you're you know thinking of building the deck in general um i guess the first example of this because i think it's the most direct and like obvious uh azalea worst deck in the game uh just just kind of a joke for a while uh literally the best thing it could do was against phi uh it just had this like weirdly good matchup into one of the best decks and even then uh that stuff was 50 50 it's my player because azalea just isn't that good uh but now crow's nest uh so we got this quiver basically uh azalea um the sort of uh consensus for a while is that she lacks this sort of unique gimmick and now these aim counters that before seemed kind of underwhelming in dynasty sort of have this uh very unique purpose in azalea um it's kind of like her thing now, I guess, and uh, she has access to all these tools and stuff that uh, other decks don't really have with able to with the ability to sort of consistently regain these aim counters. All right. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Now, <laughs> that's our first five cards that we've uh, taken a look at. So now we we can have just a moment here. I don't know about Spreading Plague. Spreading Plague is I – like, I like Blood Pox in particular. I actually considered Spreading Plague uh, for my list until I saw it on yours because um, I – in the solitary confinement deck, I run one copy because mm-hmm. obviously there's some matchups like aggro where it's like you can't depend on people blocking. But let's say I draw a spreading plague in my turn zero hand. Um, they're always going to block because they get to draw up. So I basically get to get to the end of the turn and say, OK, I'm going to give you this unavoidable damage anyway mm-hmm. to deal with on your turn that you have to either stop and deal with or just take on turn zero which is a lot of times you don't get to do that sure sure excellent yes yeah. arachne huntsman can can play spreading plague right i mean I, yes yes i think there are some reactions maybe in this set that can go backwards mm-hmm. and 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 go on a, a Rackney Huntsman mm. deck. I think um I think uh, a lot of assassin cards are underrate, but it has this very unique ability to uh yeah. It doesn't always work. Sometimes they just like read your soul and you're just an open book and it doesn't work. But um, assassin's unique thing seems to be like oh you blocked like that's cute. I'm gonna make it completely useless. And I think spreading plague is incredibly on that identity and basically gives it this extra dimension to its game plan where. Mm. I think it's pretty I think it'll be pretty good um it against ninja for assassin like especially in the limited format I mean it's a defense reaction and blocks for three it does cost one but at the end of the day you're giving them like if if you play it against a ninja and they have a bunch of chain links I mean 
they can have up to four chain links. You're going to give them four blood rot, blood rot pox tokens. Am I saying that right? And it deals each yeah. token is going to deal two damage to them unless right. they can pay three, which right. like, I know that they'll probably be running a lot of blue zeros, but assuming those will have already been used if you play this right at the end of the chain. So I, I don't think it's that, I, I don't think it's that, but I think it's more effective against Ninja than it is going to be against the uh, Rangers that we see, but. All right, let's go to our next round of cards. Uh, I am going to open up that with Pendulum Trap. Pendulum Trap has the illustration of a giant pendulum axe just just murking some dude. He stepped on the wrong trap at the wrong time, and it nailed him. It nailed him so hard that I th I don't think what this card does is is enough to warrant just exactly what is happening there but there's a there's like too much detail in the art there's a lot of bones there's a lot of sinew there's, there's this lunch from from the other day there's a lot going on there i i don't know why they did that but it is there they could they could have just done like the blade without the <laughs> without the complete dismemberment but it's almost we'll just kind say of better that it's a little bit zoomed out just a little bit zoomed <laughs> yeah, out yeah. so you can't see everything you get the ren and stimpy effect just the overly graphic <laughs> it'd be too bad too bad i think i think really what's going on is it's too blurry to really see what's going on you know i think your imagination kind of makes it a bit uh, a bit worse you yeah. know i, I, I wish the card was good like That's i've fair. never actually looked at this art before until right. you just oh, started yeah. talking about it because i mean i saw it and i was just kind of like oh blue pretty lights like because it, it's very <laughs> kind of like whimsical uh, and blue at first glance and now I'm i mean, really I looking mean, at it i'm like whoa yeah, i mean the idea of getting eviscerated by a giant pendulum is a little bit whimsical yeah, like like That's a word. Sure. That yeah. way, I feel like that yeah. would be like a news yeah, headline somewhere. You know? I, I think of whimsy when I think of being just disemboweled like that. Uh, Elaine, <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, go yeah. to. I mean, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen every day, you know. It's a bit magical. Elaine. All right, so back to cards that made me go, "Wait, what?" I need to read that again. Um, we have burdens of the past. It is another generic majestic. It is blue. It costs zero. Blocks are three, and the text is, until end of turn, target hero can't play defense reactions with the same name as a card in their graveyard. If there are ten or more defense reaction cards in their graveyard, you draw a card and you go again. So um, this is a this is generic action, right? You would play kind of like to start the turn. Mm -hmm. I think it's... A, it's obviously it's hedging into like fatigue decks, which in my opinion toxic anyway um but so at first i was just kind of like uh oh, that's not very good and then i don't know the more i read it i'm like that's uh, it's blue that block three yeah blue block three um 10 or more defense reactions that's a lot of defense reactions though so so this card is just for riptide right like that's the sideboard card against riptide we're guessing Right, I would assume how much is fatigue Oldham running these days? I don't know. That, that's that was that, kind of my question when I saw it. it I don't like, know if fatigue Oldham is running more than ten. Like that's a lot. I hate I hate that it says ten, but I like I wanted to run it like if it was like something more modest like five or something like that i wanted to run it in like the sideboard of five to switch out my this rounds on me is for the old hit matchup or something like that. Sure. Like I thought I think that most oldums 
I think most Oldhams are just running maybe maybe sinks and fates, but probably just sinks, right? I, I don't. Yeah, right. I don't think a lot like, of people actually play the fatigue list that often. What happened? No. What happened? All the staunches, and what else? That's did, true. What else were was staunch, in there? For sure, staunch. Right. Staunch response. Yeah. In my day, I also got rainbow turn timbers, <laughs> but that was right. Another time. All right, Clark. Those were fun. So, speaking of Oldham, uh, my next card on the cards having me pondering, pondering changes to my Bravo deck is the one and only legendary arms equipment at, uh, that is generic in the game now with the Vambrace of Determination, which is quite literally the exact opposite counter of Crown of Seeds. It prevents the prevention, basically. Uh, you can also block with it for one, maybe at the end of, at the, end of the game, but at at the reaction or at reaction speed, you're going to pay one to prevent the crown of seeds prevention. So um, this, I think could very well end up in Bravo decks just because the, um, the on hit thresholds for Terra Sunder and crippling crush into Oldham are kind of easy. Terra Sunder definitely easy for Oldham to block out easily to avoid the, the discard two trigger. And this, um, will just make it one one damage over the top and make it a little bit easier for Bravo to land those big on hit effects. So I think for, for Bravo specifically, um, it's a anti-Oldham card. I don't know that it would see it play in any other matchups um, other than Oldham. And I, th I don't think Bravo would be the only hero using this to counter Oldham either. But um, I know for Bravo specifically, it's definitely going to be in the mix. Ashley, for your next card. All right, next card, next card. Um, let's go with uh, Death Touch, too, because I was uh, talking about Ranger. Uh, so going into the set, one of the first things I said was uh, Ranger uh, needs more poppers against Illusionist because Illusionist uh, just sucks. It's terrible for Ranger. They basically could not win. And I have not tested that that much, but uh, finally... There's another card there. There's something they can work with. Um, now, it has to be Arsenal from the Assassin perspective, uh, but we also have another card that I'll get into that I think pairs very well with this card. Um, but, you know, we'll get into that later. Uh, but I think really the important thing about Death Touch is they put one for eight on a card. Guys, guys, they put one for eight on a card. You can pick a Blood Rot Pox token when it hits. That's two damage. They put one for eight on a card, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, that's it. That's it. Yeah. I'm, dro I'm dropping the mic. <laughs> totally agree. Tony. Uh, so the next one I have is uh, Premeditate, right? Uh, I'm super excited about this card. It's like worse plunder run but plunder run was super op anyways so like maybe it's fine i'll say um, i instantly was like oh fine fine dude yeah 100 percent. or like anything aggro like new something's chain gonna hit that third something's, yeah. gonna hit. something's gonna hit um so i'm really excited about this card this is a card that i think uh i think that actually ninjas and aggro decks that are just strictly aggro uh like briar without the combo on the table or fi uh, probably have a really tough time when this new set comes out. So something to help them kind of reset and get over the top and just find value. I think this card is going to be not nuts, but good. And I think that good is good enough, um, especially since Ninja didn't really get anything in the last set. And a lot of this set is aimed towards a uh, towards Katsu. I never played Katsu when everybody was freaking out about Plunder Run. Um, I wasn't playing the game yet, 
but from what I understand, it was basically insane. So I think having something that's 75% of the way there is probably good enough. So I'm pretty excited to see how this card plays. Plunder run when, when, when we were doing like RTN season, uh, with like seeds chain and, uh, Katsu was the only thing that could chase it. And plunder hmm. run was like the enabling factor there. So when you took out plunder run, you took out, you took out Katsu's ability to maintain that tempo game, right? It, you, mm-hmm. you just, you, it's like taking out Skeleta for, for Viscera. It almost had like the same exact effect of taking like almost like a full step back. Um, mm-hmm. And Katsu really got punished for Briars you know indiscretions there because briar was, yeah, was yeah. what was breaking that, that was sure. when it went um my, my hot take is i think premeditate is better than plunder run uh Interesting. it's it's a lot easier to arsenal something else other than premeditate to get it to get something in and enable premeditate and i really like the ponder token uh mm. and as as a whole and i think that uh, being able to play it from your hand and still have something set up differently in Arsenal, I think pays dividends uh, over time. Sure, sure. All right. Yeah, like, I, yeah, Arsenal, I was mounting anger I can't pay for. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the issue, right? The issue was like, you have to wait a turn cycle to make Plunder Run work. Yes. Uh, yeah, you have you to wait. Turn zero. Right. So now you don't have to. Yeah. Um, I want to I want to talk quickly with everyone about Vambrace of Determination. Are you... Uh, if you go up against an Oldham or you know an Oldham is in your meta, are you are you packing this in? Are you are you playing this? I mean, I'll put it this way: in Ninja, uh, it's it's strictly worse than Shuko. Um, I'll put it this way: in Runeblade, uh, it's strictly worse than Grasp. Um, now, Bravo. Let's see. I mean. Crater Fist Bra- blocks for two. And Crater never... Fist is a great card. It's a great sure. card. It blocks for two. But well, two actually, it blocks, it blocks for three. Blocks for three two total, yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, you also never activate it. And if you want to weigh that against the value of potentially denying Crown, with something you have the pitch for every turn, like I think the rates in Bravo, if you just forego the yeah. Seismic Surge token from uh, Tectonic Plating, I mean, that one pitch is right, right. there. Right, the regular rate, and if but you I, don't end up needing that pitch in the reaction step, hopefully that's something you can arsenal anyway, mm-hmm. and it's not yeah. it's not a it's not a kept card that you could have blocked with and didn't, and then you can't use when when you need to use it if your arsenal's the, open. The interesting thing too is that a lot of the time Bravo is making surges every turn, so after the first surge goes off, this is kind of free, right? Because yeah. if you're planning your your build or your curve around having that extra resource. Right. Then the the surge pays for that, and then you can you can crown with it anyway, or you can uh, vampire right. anyways. So what, I think what it's if, expensive, but it could be crazy. What if the fact that I'm not playing tectonic in this matchup validates Earth Floor suddenly? <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. That's that's. Not... I think <laughs> playing not Maybe playing tectonic. Not. We we might talk about that later this episode. <laughs> We'll do. We'll see. We'll see. I enjoy Earth Floor a lot. I don't know if it's the way. I feel like I'd have to do like some serious math. But if I ever did the math and it yeah. came up right, I would play Earth Floor in a heartbeat. The other thing, and I'm not a Prism player. I mean, obviously, I am not a Prism player. But <laughs> I think y'all correct me if I'm wrong. But I think Vambrace enables Prism to get go again without having a soul. 
right? If, if you right. just pitch a yellow during the reaction phase, all of a sudden everything has go again. And like for, for me, the longest time, mm-hmm. and, and especially competing with Prism at, 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 in Blitz now, um, is like trying to reduce the number of cards in, in Soul for Prism. And that's how Bravo beats Prism. But that doesn't not, that doesn't matter anymore. If Prism can just start turn with one a singular yellow and pitch it to the arms that are just always on board and just be pinging for as many ones as they have on the board. It's, uh, yeah, it's a scary thought that I hadn't I know, thought about. Like, yeah, right. what the hell, Clark? I well, <laughs> yeah, all I right, know, uh, Elaine. Before we go on to to the next one, Van Braces, you're in them. I don't think so i i so i i play briar right um mm-hmm. and i don't i don't think like i don't think it's worth losing the the block value off graphs of the arc knight even though like i think that the actual text here is better for me than the text on grass because most of the time if i make a room chain with grass anyway it's being prevented by crown um but i don't i don't think like getting that that value preventing that uh damage mm-hmm. is worth losing the three block against an oldum assassin i mean like what else are you gonna run there like knives that's gonna get prevented i could i i'm running flick knives right now i haven't thought about running van braces um against oldham, though i want to oh against oldham yeah that's probably uh probably the bet there i know yeah. though if i'm in a uh, you know, it, in an infinite monkeys, infinite typewriters type scenario, Katsu can use this to Kadachi Oldham to death, right? If you have, you know, <laughs> if you have a month, and the third in my top five is going to be infecting shot, uh, infecting shot, uh, <laughs> released a phobia I didn't think I had, but apparently I hate blisters, uh, and infecting shot is covered in them. Uh, I don't know where it's coming from, but it's gross. It's all gross. There's a common theme uh, here in my card picks, and they're all disgusting. It does have, uh, I think, infecting shot as an arrow is pretty good. The aim counter is pretty good. And being able to get a blood, po- I think blood pox is probably one of your, or blood rot pox is going to be uh, long term one of the most uh, powerful things that you can do for these heroes that. Um, you know, Ashley had mentioned it, you know, things are below rate and the blood pox makes, it's almost like viscerized rune chant ability, right? It, those blood rot poxes, uh, push damage later and kind of make it above rate, uh, over time there. So, uh, still disgusting and I don't want to look at it when I play it. Uh, so that is me, Elaine, what do you got? All right. So my next card is going to be buzzsaw trap, which is a majestic ranger defense reaction it is a it is a legendary riptide special um it's a blue cost zero blocks for three and the text on this card says when this defends an attack with attack value greater than its base the attack can't gain base this turn meaning its attack value um, becomes its base well my hold on i need to read that card again moment happened this past monday i was at an armory someone proxied riptide i'm on briar and i have a channel mount heroic fawn snatch (laughs) they play this suddenly my snatch is coming in for nothing i mean they they block four i i don't like i i don't get to draw any cards they're like you know 
I, I was like, hold on, I gotta look this card up because they had just like the little proxy out that they had handwritten. And I was like, I don't think that's what it does. It can't work that way, right? It costs zero. No, <laughs> it works that way. And that hurt my soul as a buyer player. I mean, that's insane value that they just got off the zero attack. Yeah. I mean, the zero defense reaction. So that was my hold on, let me read this card again moment this week. All right. Clark. Um, my third one that I'm considering for Bravo is Wreck Havoc. It's the mini CNC. Um, and the reason for that is just because a lot of the sideboard plans that heroes have when they see Bravo get turned up is to put some more defense reactions in. And Wreck Havoc for defense reactions or against defense reactions is just another CNC. So how do people feel about six CNCs in a CC deck or four CNCs in a Blitz deck or maybe six CNCs and six pummels and a tunic um, on a, in a Bravo build. Should we, should we go there? So um, sounds, yeah. Sounds disgusting. Yeah. I don't, I've, I've ran six pummels. Um, it can at times be too many. Yeah, for sure. But it's funny. And I feel like yeah. in this build, <laughs> when it works, might not be too much actually. Right. Right. Yeah. This just, one, this one for me on Fi, like the only time I'm ever putting anything in the arsenal is if it's a D React, because I know that anytime I put anything in the arsenal, Bravo just like does a little magic fingers at the top of their deck. And even though they didn't pitch stack them yet, because it's still first cycle, there's a red CNC in a pummel and tunic happens to be on three. Yeah. So having having this card against the one time I put an arsenal card and you knowing that right. it's probably the sink below, it right. seems pretty crazy. Yeah. Bravo right. does seem like he has magic fingers. Ashley, your next card. Uh, jumping over to the one that I think uh, combos really well with the last card, Death Touch, uh, Codex of Frailty. I think uh, this is the best, best Codex. Um, why? Um, you could pick any card from your graveyard. You can tutor for anything. Uh, for instance, I'm playing this card a lot in my Arachne Solitary and Confinement build, where early game, I'll draw my death touches. They can only be played from Arsenal. I'll block with them, send them to graveyard, and then later on, I'll just like block down to like enough cards to like Codex of Frailty, bring death touch back, and then do some shenanigans with it again one for eight on a card i can just tutor that into my grave into my arsenal and smack you with it and that's just one of the things i can do with it i can put anything there that's so good also the value of the frailty token good the mirror good against ninja probably good against guardian honestly um some matchups where it's not that good warrior it's good um but i mean it's the worst token but also like you could pick any card that's so good. That is. That is good. Tony. All right. Next one up. Uh, we have probably the weirdest art for a ninja card in this set, but Head Leads the Tales. I think Head Leads the Tales is going to be insane. And I don't think it's going to be insane for the reason that people think it's going to be insane. Um, I think I that people, when they saw this card. Hot oh, take so alert. I'll read it for you. When this attacks, name another card. Attack action cards with the same name have plus one. Um, so... I think the reason that this card is insane is not because of the cat plan. And I think that's why everybody thought it would be nuts for the cats. I think the reason this card is insane is because of big combo turns where you can say like, I'm playing 900 wins and now I'm playing another one and they all get a buff. So you can go like uh, pocket 100 wins the turn before and then start the turn with 
uh, heads lead to the tails, and then it hits or you make it hit. You name 100 wins. Uh, you probably pop links and get another 100 wins, and you have 100 wins in your arsenal, and then you tutor for 100 wins with the Katsu. And now you've gotten uh, zero for seven, which is nuts, right? And then if you have a tunic counter up and an art of war, like you probably just win the game. So I think Heads Leads the Tails is probably going to be really good, um, but only situationally. Um, but I, I think that's probably the the best use case. You can probably try to run it with the cats too, but I don't. I've never been a huge fan of the cats. I know Pat likes the cats. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, yeah. whoa, whoa! Don't put. Are you don't, like the cats? Don't start. Like don't start accusing me of liking I, I cats. Like no, 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 no. Okay. No, 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 no. I am. It's funny. I am. Yeah. A uh, crouching tiger cat too for me is a meme. Um, uh, I think I think it's funny that there are some people around here that have been running six surging strikes their entire uh, Katsu lives uh, that are going to have the upper hand here uh, in the next constructed format when you have to run basically nine of them uh, to to get your money's worth here. Um, but uh, I'd, I, I'm not running 900 wins either. I'll tell you that uh, it's really it's really committing to the bit. Uh, they're there. It's almost as memeish as the cats. You, you're running all nine. Oh man, always. That's always. You know what I think? <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there was a time when Shugo Shugo just came out that uh, there was like you know yellow whelming with Shuko is mm-hmm. you know is good. You gotta, you really gotta work to get there. <laughs> so like you, yeah, that value is there, but. We don't have to. We don't have to use that. You know, we don't have to do all yeah, that. Yeah, we could just use better cards. That's just because the cookies think. on the floor doesn't mean you have to eat it, right? That's right. That's right. By um, the way, that one only blocks for two. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah. And I, why do some ninjas uh, block for two and some for three? Do we know why? Uh, why some card? Balance. Because 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 i think it's i think it's op if it blocks three yeah it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be at least one for four well, it's, it's which is like yeah it's like two for five plus it's a part of a combo line mm-hmm. yeah which like yeah. with the rates the other rates of ninja kind of just makes sense yeah it's a card you're gonna attack with most of the time anyway because it's a combo starter all right let's go uh, buzzsaw trap let's talk a, a little more about that real quick i uh it, to your point when um when tall timmy released his video the rules interaction questions were were like fast and furious to the point where we didn't actually uh know if the tall timmy's uh interaction was actually right in the you know, at the time of the video it was like does it actually take salt the wound down all the way or you know, is it because it was played in reaction that you just can't gain more? What's going on there? But there were so many that was that was very much uh, the one that people were like, you know, what the hell is going on here? Uh, Josh Scott, where are you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, when it was played against me, it just said like buzzsaw trap blue block three. Mm. Uh, and then it just said like the text that the person had written on it was just like, I think it, it's it's attack becomes its base. And I was just like, there's no way this card says that. Like, y- y- you're lying. I have Channel Mount Heroic up and Force of Nature. You cannot just tell me that's useless. And sure enough, so I was like, I was like I'm looking this up. And they're like, you don't trust me? I'm like, I just got to see it for myself, <laughs> right. man. And this like, is a really, really sure beneficial enough, trigger. Really, really beneficial trigger. I that's- mean, granted, like, this is a legendary um, Riptide specialization. So they can only run one in the deck. Uh 
they got that having it at that time really mm-hmm. very very fortunate um you know and very unfortunate for me but this card i was just kind of like what like I, mm-hmm. like it's what? it's one of those cards that'll catch you off guard the first time and then every time you play against riptide afterwards you're gonna like be planning your turns and trying to bait there's it out one, and bait it out yeah, exactly. one there's it's gone. one buzzsaw there's one yeah. collapsing trap yeah i think this is uh i think this is the situation where like um you're setting up your really big turn especially as Phi, and then or even dash and or even briar and you're like I know she's got the hypothermia in Arsenal. Yeah. I know it. Yeah. And yep. then you make yeah. her turn all kinds of inefficient. Uh-huh. And then it turns out that it was just like a, a wounded bull or something. Yeah. And you're at yeah. 36. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. matter. Sigil, <laughs> sigil for three, like an asshole. Yeah. 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 It's, gonna, it's always going to be on the back of my mind every time yep. I'm like channel yep. mount. Like, you and know. maybe that's what it's for, right? Maybe it's just yeah. like the guys that run like one blue pummel and one yellow pummel, just so that I think that you're running nine pebbles, but there's really only right. four in the deck, right. you know? Right, right. I'll right. include in Shiana as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. It's true. Uh, yeah, definitely. Oh, it's good. that Shiana tech. It keeps getting better. That Shiana tech. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go into our next round of cards, and my next one isn't so much a ick, uh, but amnesia. Elaine, your spoiler card, if I. Uh, recall yes, correctly. Yes, it was. Yes. Uh, this is visually unsettling because the art is. I like. I. I. I want to think that the like the the descriptor the illustrator got was guy in chair right so there's just there's just a dude uh who who looks very modern uh and just a regular guy in jeans and a t-shirt sitting in a chair i'm sure there's a lot going on and there's a you know some arcane energy things happening there but the fact that it is just a dude from down the street, uh, sitting in a chair, it is really, it's really off-putting. It's, it's, it doesn't belong here, and I don't like it. So, uh, that is, <laughs> that is mine. Elaine, what do you got? Yeah, well, it is. Well, real quick, it is interesting. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he's just wearing jeans, right? This is yeah, like we're yeah. in, we're in wraith. Who's wearing jeans? Right, uh, right. Also, like the way his hands are digging into the armrest is what disturbs me, um, and what stuck out to me when I got this card to reveal oh yeah i, I, feel like, I didn't even see I his feel hands like, um, yeah. i feel like the time period of flesh and blood is like ambiguous it's supposed to be like some sort of like ambiguous time period like there's some yeah <clears throat> like again if you look at the way people dress in like metrics and stuff like yeah it's like mm-hmm. steampunky and stuff but like there's obviously a bit of whatever yeah. else in there no i agree um this is also one of my favorite arts i've just ever seen in the game just because of like i felt like i saw the art and I kind of knew what the card would be named before I saw it was called Amnesia, because it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this is just extremely evocative, which yeah. I think is what really plays into the horror of it, is because you can really tell what's going on and be like, damn, I would not like to uh, live an entire life as a grizzled warrior and then just forget all of it. That would just kind of like, uh, that would suck dog water, you know? <laughs> Clark. All right. All right, um, my fourth one. I'm I'm out of cards that I think are candidates for going in a Bravo deck. So now I'm I'm down to cards that um, will be in other decks, but might cause me to put different Guardian cards in my Bravo deck. So my next one is Blood Rot Pox. Um, Bravo can pay three quite easily um, and prevent damage and keep the card that was used to pay it in the deck rather than block with it and have it leave the deck. 
Um, but I think there's going to be a lot more players playing heroes that have on-hit effects than there have been in the past. So because of that, I'm thinking um, Stamp Authority. And Stamp Authority was sort mm -hmm. of already on the fringe of my 80, and um, it might be a one-of. So, you know, start the game, make a seismic play stamp, arsenal a threat, draw five cards. You've opened up the game with a six-card hand, and you don't have to defend any on-hit threats. Um, that would be that's something I'm considering, I guess. So that's that's my number four. All right, Ashley. All right, so my next one. Um, so um, it's another card that works in Ranger. My last one's a Ninja one, I swear, but I mean Ranger really needed stuff, and obviously there's just crossover with Assassin. Um, so uh, amplifying arrow. Um, now gross. That's almost in my unsettling yeah. class because it is a gross card. <laughs> yeah, so what Amplifying Arrow does, it basically just um any buff, arrow buff, and there's a lot of like zero for three, and now we have an entire cycle of like zero for three plus blood rod or zero th um th uh for three um plus like inertia on hit or something mm -hmm. like that. Um and uh when I'm thinking of like uh zero for three go again and uh plus one uh my mind jumps to um wow i'm a five player so you know five jumping way above right with like an art of war or spreading flames um all of a sudden like i think of like pitch stacking like an amplifying arrow and like four of these cards like i think amplifying arrow itself costs zero like say it's already an arsenal face up and it's like okay so i'm gonna like send this and then i'm just gonna send like plus 16 or whatever um like with whatever on hits that you know like i said like common that cycle now like i think i think that card is going to be insane for ranger doing things it was uh not previously able to do in terms of just outputting raw damage uh tony all right so my next one is moving on to things that i think are bad for ninja so i was going through the spoiler list uh the other day and i was looking around and i was like okay what am i gonna choose and then i saw this card and i was like this is gross right uh so i chose melting point which mm -hmm. is like oh what the heck is this card man <laughs> so you just like play it in azalea and then red and the ledger comes in for like 38 damage and then they blow up your kadachi which is really sad so next attack arrow uh, gets plus four. Uh, if it has an aim counter, it gains when it hits destroy target Kadachi. And I was actually, when we were talking earlier, I was thinking like, am I going to have to run needles and sideboard for this card <laughs> against us? I don't know. But it is it is pretty gross. Basically, this is time walk, right? Like, if it's early in the game, I have to drop my whole hand and hope to God, it, if you don't have dominate and hope to God that like you don't have a buff because otherwise my Kadachi Kadachi mask momentum plan is just done, you know? I mean, isn't it like one for plus four or something like that too? Yeah, yeah, it's it's like yeah. it's great. It apply, it's great. It can apply on anything, mm -hmm. and I mean, if it's dominated too, like you said. Well, it has to have an aim counter, but I guess with the uh, with the new quiver, that's like not super hard, right? Yeah, against Azalea, like I'd expect this to be run. Yeah, this match. I think it's nuts. I think that it is. This <laughs> is. Uh, like just when you think Katsu is getting, you know, the love that it finally deserves, there's just something just 
all five fingers just comes across. Just that Azalea matchup has been tough like forever. And this just makes it uh, I, that much more tougher. I don't know if it gained a ton of ground. Uh, like Katsu got better. Azalea got real good. And then it's got like a clear sideboard piece if Katsu becomes. Well, you also got to think about how good the... Lexi is getting too. Yeah, that, you know that's that's a good point. Is, I I think everyone's got uh, Azalea shaded, you know, glasses on right now. But Lexi's going to take advantage of uh, a big chunk of those cards. Uh, Amplify Arrow in particular, there is is that something you uh, that both Rangers are looking to build tall specifically, or are we just taking advantage of like an Art Award Rain Razor's turn that we would run anyways? I was thinking, yeah, probably something like that. Like, I was thinking of, like, I mean, I was mostly thinking of Azalea, because Azalea really mm. goes, like, tall. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of other effects going on. Like, hang on, I have the text on the card here. Um, Yeah, just, like, literally, if it would gain attack at all, like, that's stuff from bows. Like, that's, like, Voltaire. Voltaire gives, like, plus two now, like. Even if you're not pushing like 22 damage, like I think the card's still insane because it it costs nothing and it doesn't. It's just it's it's literally just not affected by like you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. any other stuff, any other resources you would spend to buff it up. It's it's just a very what, interesting card. What what is, what account what counts as a zone, right? Like, could this be in the banish zone, but like the top card or the graveyard? I don't know if that's an ignorant question, but I'm kind of well, confused. Well, I think you'd have to you'd have to play it from you'd have to be able to play it from banish. Yeah, well, any zone I is see. any like it, it's mm. any part that's accounted for in the game. Yeah, board state. If so you're like banished. A, if, no, no. If there was like a shadow ranger that like had some yeah. sort of thing that mm-hmm. said like I don't know quiver yeah. pay two like any one arrow can be played from banished like i don't know maybe that then that's something that could happen eventually but it is right uh, if they had right uh, banished graveyard pitch zone uh on the board and on the combat chain are all going to be your zones that you could uh conceivably uh have mm-hmm. you know have the card in there so if there was something that gave buffs to something like in a graveyard is this is face up in a zone uh, in the graveyard so you would have to kind of account for that you know that buff at some point but you would in theory be able to take that out and uh you know do something with back here um <laughs> elaine <laughs> let's talk about your fourth card my fourth card is Codex of Inertia. So it is an assassin ranger action, another majestic. Blocks for two is a yellow cost zero. Um, and it says each hero puts a, the top card of their deck face down into their arsenal. And each hero that does that discards a card. And then you create a ponder token under your control and an inertia token under each of your opponent's control. So I think I, I just kind of liked like the interaction of this one. Mm-hmm just kind of made my mind go a few times because like I, I it gives you it kind of replaces your card right by mm-hmm. by giving you the ponder token um it takes a card from your uh opponent's hand and then it also but it in a weird way it doesn't disadvantage them that much because it it lets them like cycle through their entire hand if it's a bad hand they might not mind that and it also gives them an arsenal um, mm-hmm. but I, 
the inertia took and like retakes that away. I'm not I'm not sure about this one. I think I think it's I think it's interesting and I'm excited to see how it actually like plays out and feels in a deck. I think all the codexes are interesting. I think there's a very um I like how they did the cycle. So I think um it was very clear up front that like blood rot tokens were the most immediately effective. Um inertias were situational but probably the second best and frailties were the most situational the most niche but still okay sometimes um so i think it's like blood rot um codex it it's a card from hand that goes down you don't discard so that's really only useful in ranger where it's like a reload like that's really good for ranger but it's not really that great in assassin because like all it really does for you is like create a blood rot token um, but then you have Codex of Inertia, um, which much better token, and it replaces a card. It's like, oh, I get to cycle a card. I get to put one away, take one off the top of my deck, and throw it right into my arsenal. Use it from there. Uh, and then Frailty, obviously, worst token, but you get to tutor any card from your graveyard. So that's sort of the trade-off of running any one of the Codexes. I think they're all super interesting. Codex of Inertia specifically is has the potential to be backbreaking against Bravo. Um, it's a great just, thing to block down to, like when you're dealing with an on-hit. Yeah, I mean, if you can put like a blue buckling blow in Bravo's arsenal, occupy the arsenal, and make him discard, yeah, it's just going to consume the <laughs> I'm arsenal. I'm going to top deck your pulverize, and it's just going to sit in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in, unless there's like a... um. The, the crown, crown, crown of providence. Providence. unless there's a crown of providence in play like that's just yeah. gonna block up the the arsenal and then yeah i mean thankfully there's an inertia token at the end of the at the end of the the journey there where the arsenal can get cleared out but yeah the wrong card in bravo's arsenal is is just bad all right. Speaking of the codexes, uh, going into our last uh, selections of cards, uh, mine was actually Amnesia. I listed number five and just went right to that. But my number four uh, on my list was Codex of Blood Rot, which we just talked about the uh, the tokens itself. But uh, it's there because if you look at the illustration, the book is made of people. It is a face. It is several faces assembled together. Oh. And in in uh, in, a, in a really freaked up way, there is a mouth that is stitched closed, a nose, uh, and then an ear, not where an ear should be. It's, it's, a, it's a cool piece of art. I'm 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 questioning heavily what the uh, the tail used as the bookmark is at this point as well. They may uh, have found what is a a tapeworm of some sort from the this this uh, victim uh, here. All right, uh, we're going to go to Elaine for her last card. My last card is Infectious Host, which is a generic attack. It's a rare, um, cost zero, blocks for two, comes in for four. It reads, when this attacks a hero, if you control for a frailty token, create a frailty token under their control, and then you repeat this process for both inertia and blood rot pox. Um, so, I mean, if 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 there's no tokens in play, this is just a zero that comes in for four. It's not that bad. It does only block for two, but I think this is um, 
this is really interesting. Could be really good depending on what the game state is to uh, like give your to like if if you're kind of swamped with tokens, you can give them right back to your opponent. I think this oh. card's going to be a beast and limited. Yeah, I, I think so in the limited format. This is going to be pretty good. I'd take it. It's a generic. Um, so I think, you know. If it comes around wall. to me and I'm in like solitary confinement, I would absolutely take it because I can play a little bit aggressively with my um, my stealth head jabs and then I could be like, okay, infectious host. I'm going to I'm gonna hit you for four and I'm going to give you a token back. All it's right. good stuff. Clark. All right, my last one is collectively all the zero for three attack action cards. I said one. You had to do one. There are, you did. <laughs> well, the, the the result that it has is one, which yeah. is um yeah. um there's so there's twenty one zero for three attack action cards in in outsiders, and if those heroes become a, a decent meta share, I think uh, crush the weak is the guardian card that you're going to start seeing more of, which is a um, three for seven, um, and on hit on on hit for four or more, um, opponents cannot play attack action cards with three or less base power. So yeah, depending on how the meta shakes out, I could see Crush the Week coming back, and it's already in some Bravo decks. Some people do like it already. Excellent. Let's uh, Ashley. Let's get your card. Um. Okay. So my last card. So this is my ninja card that I think is going to buff them. So, um, Katsu, um, so there's been a couple ways, um, I've thought about, like, sort of making that combo gimmick, uh, way better, meaning to string together really extremely specific cards. Now, one of those is pitch stacking, but that's kind of silly because Katsu has this really amazing ability where he can just shuffle his deck all the freaking time and, um, you know, like, toss cards away and do the whole tutoring thing. So the other direction was more tutoring. And now Katsu has Bonds of Ancestry. And I think Bonds of Ancestry is just like, um, it's a part of a couple combo lines, or it can be. And I think like for completing, I think two of Katsu's best lines, which are, I think, like the Lord of the Wind line with Mugenshi release and stuff. And um, also the new line with Dishonor. Um, having basically a second point on the chain with which to tutor is just insane. Like, and I think like the fact that it can come in as like zero for four, like a lot of the times zero for four go again is completely ridiculous. I think it's going to be such a good card. I think it's going to, um, basically just give them this like very needed push, um, towards having that, um, versatility, I guess. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, and uh, to send us home on the card picks, Tony. All right, so <clears throat> most of mine were like things I want to play in Ninja 101. The last one is just a card that I thought was insane. Just insane. It's Infiltrate. Like, this card is nuts, right? Because it's just like the ability, if it hits, is also just crazy. But, like, I don't think it's as good because of the hit effect. I think it's as good as it is because, like, it's a mind screw. Like, is he going to swap it out? Are they going to buff this? Am I going to block for six and then get some kind of uh, attack reaction that makes me block for zero? Like, there's so many ways that this can play out. It's such a versatile card, and it blocks for three. I just thought this card was insane, so I wanted to throw it in my list, but it doesn't really have well, much to do with ninjas. I'll say it it's also fair. made it, it also almost made my list because I think out of all the I wanted to include like some sort of assassin stealth cards because I do think the stealth cards are really good and have really solid on hits. 
um you have ability to play them with like razor's edge and all the you know new spike with whatever i think the spike cards are great i mean spike with blood rod is potentially one for five that's ridiculous they put one for five on a card like the rates in the set are really cool i think for classes that didn't have that before um but yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And, I, I think, and Carolina's reveal for this card players. may have been the best reveal of the. Oh yeah, absolutely, because mm. she's the best and that was just always does cool shit. So good. <laughs> I, I have, uh, I have custom sleeves coming from Dragon Shield uh, that have Carolina on them in the in <laughs> the yeah. pose nice. as the card. Uh, I. Awesome. We just we joked a little bit uh, around New Year's that if she cosplayed an assassin thing, that I'd have to do something like that. I will admit uh, it is a real awkward conversation to have uh, when you decide to really go through with it. Uh, I did get her permission. Uh, there there are people who play Flesh and Blood that do not get the permission of people and just throw their faces on sleeves and <laughs> hear it off the rails. Uh, and at the action point, we're all about consent. So I a hundred percent asked her permission. God, she gave me the high resolution picture to throw it on there, but I nice. love, I love infiltrate all the way through the cards. Great. Uh, the art's great. And the cosplay, uh, was also great there. So I do want to have a discussion about what outsiders, uh, is going to do to the actual constructed environment, given that all these cards that we've just looked at here, uh, and I want to go around one more, and just uh, I'd like to know your opinion on just how impactful this is to to you as a player and your heroes, and to you know to the heroes that you'll be facing uh, come you know in in Baltimore and beyond here. Uh, so Elaine, what do you got? Uh, I think that the. Uh Okay, everyone, if if you know much about me, you might know that I really just despise Ranger. I don't like it at all. There's a, a joke around that's like the Azalea, I, I suffered from the Azalea incident. Like that's the name of my, that's going to be the name of my band if I ever make a band. It's your, it's your um, villain origin story. Yeah, it's my villain origin story is like. Lost to a when, one time. No, no, no. That When I was like. <laughs> introduced to the game everyone was like you seem like an azalea player here's an azalea deck and i was like this is dumb i hate this this game is awful and then i found dory and i was like this is a good game it's just azalea that i don't like uh but unfortunately i think i'm gonna have to play a lot more rangers because of this set and i'm not looking forward to that i did not enjoy playing against ranger i don't enjoy playing ranger maybe this set will change my mind Maybe because it does have me looking at some Ranger deck lists. Um, but I think we're going to see a lot more Ranger in the meta, which is something we'll, I, everyone will have to like really adjust for and figure out ways to tech against because it's not something we've really had to do before. So that's fair. That's fair. Clark. Uh, for me, I think they're just giving us more ways to play this game. Um, I'm just consistently impressed with how they design heroes that, that feel different. Um, as you mentioned, Pro Tour Baltimore, I, that'll be the the first like uh, big event that I'll be playing in <laughs> since the after the set comes out, and like I just don't even know what to expect. I think people will be bringing all sorts of things. I don't even know what what version of Bravo I'm going to build yet. Uh, so yeah, I just think um, I think it's good, and like I said before, I think a lot of people are going to be returning to classes they used to play before. Um, and that'll be a good thing as far as like morale and motivation. Um, 
and just uh, sentiment towards the game. And then the last thing I'll say is like returning to blocking and reacting. Um, I think people that joined the game more recently uh, maybe haven't played as 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 much Flesh and Blood, mm-hmm. going to multiple multiple pitch stack cycles and blocking and reacting and planning planning out an entire game, not just an entire turn cycle. So um, I think that's good for the game as well. Yeah, heroes with abilities and or game plans that make your opponent engage with them. What this How is? About a, this is crazy. Ashley, your uh, your thoughts on constructed coming into Outsiders? Um, I mean, as for classic constructed, um, I think uh, Guardian's really good right now, and all of the classes in the set still lose to Guardian, and they mostly have gotten tools against each other. Um, that said, I still think Guardian's beatable by pretty much every one of these classes. Like Ninja in particular, I think, um, is unfavorable, but I think like it's super winnable. Um, that said, I think that um, all the classes that struggled into Guardian did get tools that helped them into those troublesome matchups. So we're going to, I guess, undoubtedly see more of them. Uh, this means if you're bringing an aggro deck, you're going to have to deal with disruptive things like Ranger, and pretty much everything's going to be, I guess, diluted a lot more. I think uh, this set, like with all the disruptive effects, is going to slow the game down, I think, tremendously. And I, I think that's really good. I think that's fun if you're like a really good player and you understand how to like play the second cycle. And I think those games can be really fun and skill intensive because, you know, you can get to game stages where like both players know what's coming and it's insane. Absolutely. Tony, what do you got? I'm in the same boat as Elaine, man. I really, really don't <laughs> like playing Ranger. I don't like playing against it. I don't like playing it. That being said, when I started to learn about the, uh, you know, uh, the rumors, I definitely bought uh, a cross wrap or two. <laughs> so um, I'm 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 prepared to go to the dark side if I must, but I don't want to. Um, I think as Clark was saying, like who like Clark is is a Bravo like main, right? I'm a ninja yep. main. Oh, yeah. I'm probably going to play fire Katsu. You're probably going to play Bravo, but I don't know if that works for pt like it might we might just scrub out like because who knows what the meta is going to look like you know so okay with that by the way (laughs) i'm fine with it too like i'm just there to have fun and see people that i like you know but i think that there's a lot up in the air i think that um in a lot of my local discords everybody has it figured out already and i don't think that any of them know what they're talking about uh including myself so i think we're gonna have to wait and see how it plays uh i really was hopeful for riptide but from what i'm understanding riptide is not great but again like it's been you know, negative two weeks. So nobody knows what's going on, but I think that you're going to continue to see. Uh, I think the end result of this is probably that Lexi just gets insane. Like, I think that's probably what happens. I think Katsu's probably going to get better. I think that uh, Azalea probably gets better, but I think that Lexi just gets even more gross than she's already become. And if anything that we've seen in the last month or two during PQ season, like you've seen Lexi go from like this niche hero and then, like, uh, my friend Chris won uh, or almost won a big tournament with it, and then it got bigger. And then my friend Evan won two P- P- PQs with it, and then it got bigger. And then I keep seeing results come in with with Lexi, and people are, like, catching on, which is pretty evident by the $300 price tag on uh, New Horizons right now. Um, but I think that Lexi just becomes cracked. Uh, that's, that's where I really see this going. But I think that that there's a lot of cool stuff that's coming, and just having new fun things to do is going to be awesome. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. 
I like the the uh, the idea that if Azalea rises, that Icelander might drop a little bit here, and uh, I think less ice is probably better for everybody but that's just that's a that's a me thing i'm having like hypothermia like i'm probably going to be out of all the new things there um like my heart is with assassin um but i am like i've had nine waves six surging katsu sleeved for the last year so bring it on um (laughs) but i and i'm super pumped that that it might actually have have a shot again here to be uh at least an a tier uh hero um i had it i had a thought i lost it um i think oh man oh was it was it it was really coming back it was a provocative my opinion on outsiders is I'm a lesbian and the set has a lot of pretty girls on the cards. And I like that. Oh, that reminds me. That's where I was. So people so when has nothing to do with it. I I got it just as she was saying that. Um I almost, I almost put Widowmaker on my list for that reason. I don't think the card's great, but <laughs> the, uh, you know, to to Tony's point, the you know the highly competitive like discords, right, uh, have almost. It feels like they they've already kind of dismissed uh, outsiders heroes there, um, and I've I've said this I've said, I've said this on another podcast or two. But, I don't know how to block Azari. I'm just gonna know. I'm just gonna know, dude. And that's the thing. Well, I don't think these heroes are figured out, right? And, and you know, Tony, you mentioned yeah. that you know the consensus is that Riptide uh, is is not great. And I, what I think is really happening, it's unsolved. That ability, you play a card from hand, put a card in arsenal, has so much value just built mm-hmm. into that that it's it's, it's the really. First text- it's not the second one the second right. one basically doesn't matter well i think that's i think that's what people are starting to figure out now is that you can't run 60 traps and win a game so you need to figure out how to gain the most value out of your heroes here and that's what's happening i i think right now but this all needs time right to to mature yeah, right. no one's no one has busted out a deck uh like week one that isn't the you know red deck wins variant here uh to right. gain much uh much success all these successful except decks over except except for iraq skirmish <laughs> living legend see one season um <laughs> but i i think that this game needs uh like six six to eight weeks of development in testing uh for, with competitive players to to heat to get to an optimal build so you know when you hear uh you know uh azuri's not great because you know its ceiling is so low or riptide is you know under rate because it can't you know can't power through or you know katsu uh, katsu bricks you know all, all these things are everything's inconsistent you know let's talk about that uh you know just before pro tour uh, when, yeah. when people have had the time to to digest here. All right. Pro, Pro Tour is going to be interesting. And the calling that is there at the, mm-hmm. the, during the same weekend will also be, I think, really interesting. I think the mix of um, heroes in the calling will be even wider than the mix mm-hmm. of heroes in the Pro Tour. 
After I scrub out day one of the Pro Tour, I'll definitely be playing in the calling, so it'll be fun. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I, I'll uh, probably be right there with you. I've been I've been like really fiending to get to another big event. So uh, as soon mm-hmm. as Baltimore was announced, I got the dates, and without without thinking, I was like, "All right, 27th through the 30th." I talked to I talked to my wife, and I was like, "You know, book me a flight." And I heard the I heard the packages are going, but as long as I'll be able to pay for the calling, I'll be Gucci. So like, I did know. I did I did get the gold. But I'll be at the dinner that I no. that I shouldn't belong to because I didn't qualify for anything. But <laughs> I bought I'm gonna buy my way into the dinner. Couldn't buy my way into a pizza too too expensive. Um, the dinner the dinner is I, I i thought the dinner would not be that fun when i went to worlds and uh yeah the world's dinner was the dinner was a good time <laughs> i saw mixed jersey reviews dinner was great mixed great reviews um, new jersey dinner was great yeah yeah i did uh um, yeah. now so i mean if that's that's my feedback Who's going to Baltimore? Is everyone going to Baltimore? Is anyone not going to Baltimore? Elaine? Yeah. Elaine is still on the Seven. still on the fence. I'm on the fence. Ashley's still on the fence as well. I can drive there, but I mean I'm on the fence. <laughs> I'm so. flying there. I I uh to to conclude my my little tale, I will be there I think at eight thirty Thursday morning for no reason other than we I just booked the flight as soon as I could for the twenty seventh through the thirtieth. I'm leaving well, honestly, I'm leaving the first you you want to go on the Thursday to hang out with people? Well, you know that opens up a whole other can of words. Is by the time you get to like Friday or Saturday, if you're two days hungover, what the hell, people? <laughs> what the hell? You're yeah. you're there to compete, <laughs> to focus. Yeah. It's, it's a business trip. You gotta look I, um, at it like that. I, I played in the world's calling hungover, and it didn't go well. It has it. You know what? It uh, hangovers are batting a thousand for taking people out of the callings. But, uh, hey, I'd say. I mean, it totally it's it if you want it if you want a good strategy for the calling uh find your opponents get them drunk the night before play play this round right. on me for real right do it, do it. <laughs> right. i i can't even stay up late anymore so i don't know how how i hear i hear stories about 2 30 in the morning in the hotel rooms i can't i oh, can't no nope. nope, not can't for me i 10 10 p.m and i'm looking forward to it <laughs> i'm looking i'm looking forward to sleeping in bed by myself it's gonna be great all right uh, and uh, we are gonna we're gonna wrap it up. We we did it. We did it, everyone. Thank you for 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 doing this, uh, going on this journey with me. And I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, and uh, I'm gonna give you a little opportunity to uh, plug whatever you got going on. Uh, we'll start. We'll do in the same. We'll do the same order that we've been doing. Elaine, plug your stuff. Where can we find you? Uh, give us all the details. Um, yeah. So my name is Elaine Hammontree. I'm on Twitter at e Tree. Like it's just ham on tree. Like as if you'd say <laughs> bacon on bush, pork on shrubbery. It's e Tree. You can also find me on YouTube on the Pitch Perfect podcast. And I didn't mention it in the beginning, but I also do cosplay. That's kind of also a lot of people know me from that. So if you do see me at a big event, I am always in cosplay. So come find me, say hi. But yeah, this was fun. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, Clark. Yeah, I'm Clark J underscore fab on discord and on Twitter. And yeah, find me there. If you ever want to talk Bravo strategies. Um, and then I will also be in Baltimore. So awesome. see you there. Excellent. Ashley. 
Uh, yeah. Um, I I got nothing going on. Um, except um, you know, um, tweeting um about um being gay and also playing fab to my ravenous mob of Twitter followers. Um, my my adoring fans, the the wonderful public. Uh, you can find me at Yev Arafel. That's you know Y E V A R A E E L on twitter.com um and i talk about i play the draconic heroes um and bravo pretty much those are those are my wheelhouse also assassin now i love assassin i'm probably gonna try to solve the azari puzzle at some point i'm I'm liking a few things excellent tony yeah so you can find me on discord uh del taco uh, you can find me on Talishar losing games, still taco. Or on Twitter, of the taco, uh, where I have a bunch of bad takes. Mostly I'm complaining, but uh, I'm actually a pretty nice person. So if you see me at Baltimore, come say hi. Um, I'll give you a high five, and we'll talk baseball. It'll be good. Yes, thanks thanks for having me on, Patrick. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you all for, uh, for coming on. All right. You are watching slash listening to The Action Point. The Action Point theme was written, produced, and performed by Griff. The podcast audio stream is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and soon to be more. You can find me on YouTube at Off The Rails TCG. Be sure to head over there, like, subscribe, and click the bell notification to see more content coming out all the time. You can find the channel on Twitter also at Off The Rails TCG, and you can find my personal account at Pat Smash Good on everything else. And that is going to do it for the action point today i still haven't come up with a clever way to close these things yet it's new life it's new new everything you gotta get that going subscribe here. to pat subscribe to yeah, pat subscribe yeah. to pat for the new life <laughs> yes yeah, so let's, let's get my numbers up good job pat thank you very much just, just do, do the 12 year old uh 12 year old youtube close where you just smack the computer and then <laughs> oh man i can't i can't because that's also that's like louis thing too so i can't it's like everyone's <laughs> <saying, yeah. laughs> all right well that's that's gonna do it for us that is it it's the action point no relaxing straight from off the rails with your host mr patrick show we attack then defend and react calculate the damage then resolve in a snap with this here and ember blade, leave no witnesses I just close the combat chain and we winning this Listen, this the blaze, we ain't going scar for scar And I'm feeling like a hero, we ain't going call for call It's the action, point, no relax